Hey, 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 you're now listening or watching the Halos in the Infield podcast with your host Todd Fox and Fernando the Lone Star Halo brought to you in part by Noble L Works just outside of Anaheim Stadium and the Pond or the Honda Center where you can get drink specials just by mentioning Halos in the Infield. Also brought to you in part by 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets is a place to go to get 10% off of any ticket purchase just by also mentioning H-I-T-I, Halos in the Infield. Now enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield with your host Todd Fox and the other host of the show. Oh, the Lone Star Halo. How are you doing? This is uh, whatever the Angels podcast is that Trent Rush hosts. All right. It's Trent Hush. <laughs> Trent Hush. Trent Rush on the weekend, everybody. Uh, yeah. Trent Rush on a bender. Oh. <laughs> his his always uh, post game shows, right? Every night. Oh, yeah. I answer every phone call unless it's negative. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, we're starting off another episode here on a Monday set for Tuesday's episode morning, I guess, because we missed Monday. But anyway, we're going to catch you up on some stuff that happened. We're going to talk a little Mike Trout, a little Shohei Otani, and Billy Epler getting thrown into the sin bin. We'll talk about that, uh, what happened with him. And the some dirty other, birdie jar. Yeah, and, and some other uh, news and notes around the league. Also talking about our experience about the Super Bowl. We'll get a little bit into that because oh. obviously that's the big story of the weekend. So, Fernando, what do you want to hit first, my man? Uh, Well, for starters, if you're listening right now and you're interested in playing in our softball game, that is going to be this Saturday coming up. That's the 17th. From 11 to 4 p.m., 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., and that's going to be at Pearson Park in Anaheim. Uh, it's free to play. The only thing we're asking for is for you to pay for your own T-shirt. That's it. You don't have to pay to play or anything. Bring your equipment and play. Yeah, we'll have some food there, so it should be pretty fun. Some drinks. Uh, so bring out the family. There's a kid's area, so even if you don't have a babysitter uh, there is the playground right there. That'll be a uh, natural babysitter. It's right next to the field, so you can't yeah. miss it. You can seem to work for a lot of parents last time. Yeah, exactly. So and, and there's and it's not going to be raining. And there's a there's stands that are out of the elements. You know what I mean? Or have a cover of the elements. So even if it were to rain, you'd be fine or too too hot, which is always a possibility here in California. So come out, come one, come all, and enjoy in the tournament that we're going to have here on Saturday. Absolutely. So, Fernando, you were talking yeah. to me off the record here about Billy Epler and now what he's in trouble for. You want to explain to the audience? Yeah, so for any of you guys who might not be aware, Billy Epler is a bit of a scapegoat, if you will. So he got popped by Major League Baseball for using something called the Phantom IL. The Mets dismissed him because he was under investigation by Major League Baseball. He then resigned. The, the Mets replaced him. So what is a phantom IL, you may ask? Well, it's what teams use to pretend that a player's hurt. Let's just say Todd is on my baseball team, and I'm the general manager of the Angels, okay? So Todd's really sucking right now. What position do you want to pretend to play? I'll pretend to play left field. Okay. All right, so you're you're in left field because uh, you got uh, you ran into the wall, broke your face. <laughs> Just my kidding, oblique. just kidding. That would, oblique, my oblique. Yeah, that would be a real injury. Yeah, yeah, the oblique. We'll pretend it's that one. Yeah, so let's just say that Todd is really struggling, and he's out of options. You know, he 
can't hit worth a lick. He couldn't hit water. He fell off a boat. Whatever term you want to use. He's batting like 120. We're in the middle of July. And I can't send him down to the minors without waving him. And for whatever reason, I'm really worried that another team is going to pick him up if we wave him. So a lot of teams use something called the Phantom IL. And that's where you say to yourself, hey, Todd, you look kind of hurt. And Todd's like, what are you talking about? Like, what? Your obliques hurt. Hey, you, you broke your leg. You sprained your ankle. Whatever. You know, they think of an injury. And Todd just kind of has to go with it. Because, you know, his kid just started school. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to leave. So what does Todd pretend to do? Goes on the IL. So this is a practice that has been around forever. And anybody who denies it's only lie to themselves. In fact, Andrew and I used to have a pod, uh, podcast called the Padres Mission Podcast. And we interviewed a man named Matt Antonelli. If you scroll back far enough under the Halos of the Infield podcast, we did re-release it. And you can listen to that episode where Matt talks about going on the Phantom IL. And this was like in 2010, 2011. So it's been around for a long time. So, you know, we put Todd on the IL. Todd, you're hurt. You got to go with it. And the reason why we're going to do that is because now we don't have to worry about losing Todd by way, by way of waivers. We don't use any of his options because he didn't have any anyway. And now we get to replace him with whatever, Joe Adele, who just got called up. We're going to give Joe Adele a shot. And now Todd gets to go down to rookie ball or whatever and do a rehab assignment. And now he's down to the minors for, what, 10 to 20 days, depending on what level the minors and how long you're on the IL for. And now you can properly redevelop, get caught up, and, and go from there. Uh, so before I keep going, Todd, the Phantom IL has been around forever, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it has. It, it's It's been something that's been used and practiced by many GMs. It's just It's one of those things where – you know, after the Astros got caught, it's like, well, if you're not trying to win, you're not cheating, you know, because cheat baseball, if you think about it, was it's always been, you know, some sort of cheating, whether it's stealing signs, stealing bases, you know, like whatever you want to say about it. I mean, there's always a way if you're not cheating, you're not trying, basically, is what I meant. And um, there's ways to fin uh, finagle the system. We saw it this offseason with Otani getting deferred money. Uh, they're they're doing the same thing here, and it's just that Epler got caught. Maybe one of the players spoke up. Maybe several of them did. Uh, the the Mets are a team that want to contend, and they're aggressive in the in the uh, free agent market. But they also want to hold on to their their prospects and players that are out of options because that team's always evolving. They're always moving guys and using up roster spots or options. So. I could see how this backfired in the Mets' face, but uh, you know it's <laughs> it's going to be kind of crazy to see how they uh, work it from here. It's definitely going to be extremely interesting to see if Billy Epler ever gets another chance in baseball, or you know, is he just kind of going to be blackballed because he's the guy who got caught? Now he's a hundred percent just a scapegoat, right? I mean, and, and there's multiple guys. And um, certain instances, for instance, like when the Houston Astros got popped for sign stealing, there was a lot of people in baseball that are claiming that they were not the only team in baseball that was stealing signs. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Didn't the Boston Red Sox get in trouble for the following year? Like they were using like an I, uh, Apple Watch or whatever to cheat? Correct. So, and sign stealing the old school way has been around forever. You got a guy on second base. Hey, if I lead off with my right foot, you know, toward third base, that means it's a fastball. Left foot means it's a breaking ball. Things like that have been around forever. You know, and to an extent, I'll say that things like that are part of the game. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if we're talking about old school science dealing like that, I don't have as much of a problem with it because, I mean, yeah, it's frowned upon, but there's no rule against that. Once you're using electronics and stuff to cheat, that's when I think it's gone a little too far. Electronic buzzers, things like that. Like, okay, that's a bit far. But, you know, the Houston Astros were kind of the scapegoat for that. Correct. You had multiple players who were warned with the whole sticky substance thing. Every pitcher was using it. There's a certain pitcher whose shirt may or may not be signed up there. I know a lot of Angels fans don't like him. I saw him warming up years ago in the Angels bullpen using bullfrog sunscreen and rosin. At the time, I was like, that's kind of weird. It's like night. Why is he using sunscreen? It's a night game. Now I know why. <laughs> Sticky substances. So, you know what I mean? Like, this kind of stuff's been around in baseball forever. For whatever reason, Billy Upper is a the guy that decided to pop. And now teams kind of have to learn, hey, the Phantom IL isn't okay. And realistically, it shouldn't be okay. Because it is cheating the system. And... For anybody who's like, well, Billy Upper is kind of a dirtbag. I never liked him. All right, let's think back to Cole Calhoun's final year as an Angel. When was that? Uh, was it was 19? It, yeah, 2019. Okay. So in 2019, Cole Calhoun was dog water. I'm sure you remember that. Sucked. Yeah. Horrible. He's been like one something. But he was out of options. So what do the Angels do? Coincidentally, Cole Calhoun got a little hurt. <laughs> I'm sure you remember that. I, I forgot what the injury they said it was. But he got hurt. He went down to rookie ball. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if you remember, he came back with a new swing. He had that kind of like Rod Carew swing. And all of a sudden, he started to get hot. Yeah. Coincidence? Maybe. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it, it is, like you said, It also used for retooling. I mean, if a guy is struggling and you know – Hey man, he's not a 172 hitter. You know, at worst he's a 240 hitter. We can get him back up there. Let's, you know, we we don't have the time uh, up here to 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 utilize his skills off the bench. We feel that that would hurt him a bit. Let's give him let's boost his confidence by using him down in the minors. And that makes sense. So, I mean, with Calhoun it worked. Uh, a few other players have noted it's worked. So, you know, it, it's all it's it's a way for for the teams to be able to get that extra oomph and, and a second chance at a player, uh, his ability for his uh to come back. So I could see where it works, but again, they put the rules in for a you know for a reason reason yeah. And if you have someone like that that other teams could covet and could use, you know, you're you're being a little greedy right there, but um. You know, hey, again, uh, you know, I give him an A for effort for trying, but uh, yeah, like that know. Bart Simpson give, hey, at least you tried. Yeah, at least you tried, man. But uh, hey, I mean, I didn't see you complaining when Jose Suarez got magically hurt. Well, I was complaining because I stuck, I stuck my neck out for him, and I was like, hey, this guy, watch out. 
You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were right. Watch out. Well, apparently everyone did watch out, and he tipped his pitches, and they really watched out for the certain pitches that were coming down the middle. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And coincidentally, he got hurt with the ice suck disease, oh, and yeah. all of a sudden he got sent down. And I mean, I'm not going to say he did well, but I mean, they didn't lose him. Yeah, that's true. For I, I, this organization does value Suarez for some reason, and and they did Jaime too. I but I think Jaime was just you know he. He killed at the end of the season. I'm pretty sure they would have tried to do something to keep him this year, but uh, isn't he in Ohio now? Is that where he is? I, I believe he went to Ohio. He's with Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland yeah. Rocks. <laughs> Drew Carey's team. There you go. But uh, Go Ohio. But I you, here's the thing, too. I mean, the Mets, Here, here's one thing that the Angels uh, fans, Fernando, I think to play off of what's happened with Epler over there and Cohen, what they're kind of scared of. I mean, would you would you say in your opinion right now what Cohen's done since buying the Mets, whether it be on social media, reaching out to the fans, or aggressively trying to go for it, has it been good or detrimental to the Mets so far? I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. You know, us as Angels fans, let's put ourselves at, at, from that perspective, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Arden Moreno does spend money. And if you're telling me that Arden Rainer doesn't spend money, you're only kidding yourself. Does he spend the wrong money in the wrong places? Sure. That's not the argument, though. So Arden Moreno and Steve Cohen are like-minded in that sense. They will invest in players. And so it's kind of a catch-22. You can't be upset that your owner is spending money and the moves aren't panning out. You can get upset for us being angry that Arden Moreno is not letting baseball guys make baseball decisions. But with Steve Cohen, it's like, well, you know, Mets fans were happy that they got Max Scherzer and they got Justin Verlander and they got Tommy Pham. And, you know, go down the list of guys that they got. They were happy. They got Mark Canna, you know. And, and the other thing that's crazy is the Mets got proven guys. I understand Verlander was coming off of injury and Max Scherzer was getting a little older. This was post-Dodgers. And I don't really feel like playing. But still, those were proven guys that just didn't work out. And that kind of stuff happens all the time. Yeah, that's true. But like what I was trying to say was, do you think that that's what's scaring Angel fans as far as a new owner? Like if a, if they get a Cohen guy jumping in there, because is he much, is he really that much different from Artie? Do you think, or God, what's the worst case that happens? We get an owner who oversteps and spends money. And we don't make the playoffs. Oh wait, we already have that. What's the worst case scenario? We get a, 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 owner who doesn't try doesn't spend money and we don't make the playoffs honestly what's the difference honestly you want me to be really honest okay let's pretend like the whole uh oakland athletics move wasn't happening and their owner is just a scumbag who doesn't spend money honestly i'd rather be in that boat yeah and i mean that you want to know why because at least oakland has a plan most of the time and at least most of the time they, they let that plan through go to fruition and they eventually make the playoffs. That's true. Honestly, to be honest, Angels fans, anybody who calls me an idiot for saying that, be realistic. Uh, assuming, you know, John Fisher wasn't moving the Oakland A's. I would much rather have John Fisher as an owner than Artie Moreno. At least we don't have all that stuff about John Fisher being a scumbag because 
you know, he knowingly has people who have been in rehab working as doctors giving prescription pills to their, you know, to one of their pitchers. At least we don't have that stuff about the minor leaguers. You know, yeah, Oakland, Oakland's notorious for giving their food, uh, their minor leaguers crappy food meals. There's pictures on X all about that. But at least they make the playoffs. At least they probably develop talent. At least their scouting department's good. At least they win occasionally. I'd rather have that. That is true because I think the only way we can go further down is fifth place. I think that's what I mean. We and we're not that far away from that because you know if we continue to suck in a year or two, Oakland's going to get better. They always do. Yeah, they always find a way. I mean, their their window is very small because they don't retain any of the players. Yeah, but at least for the time periods that they have those players under control, they do develop some pretty good stars. Like you said, that spread out to the rest of the league when their contracts come up. But while they're with Oakland, they tend to do pretty good. So, yeah, that, that's what I'm scared of, too. Um, I don't remember the year. Uh, maybe some Angel fans could put it in the comments. But I don't remember the year when the Angels were dead last. But I know it's happened a couple times. I don't want to revisit that. And that happened, I believe, before we the AL West had only four to five teams. So that was when we had more congested teams i think like kansas city and a few other teams that were in our division so i don't want a return of that but we are close to that uh because of the the non-hope i mean obviously i don't know if you saw it today but there's some mlb predictions already and they gave a 63 percent chance this was kind of crazy 63 percent i want to see if you agree with this for who who's going to win the division and they picked the astros number one at 63 percent uh, I think it was 24% for the Mariners. And I believe it was only 6% for your returning world champion, Texas Rangers, and the Angels were at three. Hey, the Angels have higher percentage than I would have thought. <laughs> um, you know, the thing is, if you if anybody's actually scared of the Texas Rangers, you should always count on them. And here's why. Because Bruce Bochy's teams don't do well when they're expected to do well. Bruce Bochy's teams routinely succeed when they are viewed as an underdog. Don't believe me. Look at last year. Mm -hmm. We were all expecting that bullpen to collapse. It didn't. All of a sudden, Aronis Chapman remembered how to pitch and not crap himself. Literally. Yeah, and the rotation hung in there and got better as the year went on. Which exactly. I, like you said, Andrew Heaney actually was a decent pitcher. Yeah, he actually pitched for his money for once in his career. And, you know, I, I think there's something there, too. There's a reason why Greg Maddox's brother has been there for so long. Like, he's made it through, uh, just like Rich Honeycutt did with the Dodgers, all those managerial changes, he was the one consistent thing on those teams. Same thing with Maddox. Uh, he made it through all those managerial changes and, you know, look, I mean, he was there when Ron Washington was there last yeah. time and he was there, I think, before Ron Washington. So uh, he's a great pitching coach and he got what's, you know, the best out of that rotation last year. And I, I'm not going to sit there and say they're the favorites either because I know the Astros have made some moves, but I kind of question them now that they don't have Baker. But, I don't know, uh, man, because the the Astros, what have they gotten really besides Hater? Well, I mean, again, they know how to develop talent. I know a couple of their guys didn't really hit last year, but you would say they didn't really have that kind of great year that you would have expected out of them last year, and they still got to the ALCS. So, 
We'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. Well, let's bring up also uh, what were we, oh, a couple news and notes about the Angels and the Doyers, and we we're going to be bringing them up because, like you said on a couple shows ago, we're going to be checking in on our exes. and Spying uh, on our exes. Yeah, and uh, basically Otani made his first uh, uh, trip over there. to. They broke camp for the Dodgers. Not break camp, but they started camp. And uh, he, he showed up right there. Um, I've never been to Camelback Ranch, by the way, where the Dodgers play. No, I have okay. avoided that. I, Beautiful I park. Play. Actually, that Tim Tebow jersey I got signed by him at Camelback Ranch. Oh, okay. The, the White Sox share that facility, right? Correct. Yeah. Beautiful I, ballpark. I, I, I would go if the White Sox were the home team. I wouldn't go if the Dodgers were. I don't want to. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't want to embrace that. If it makes you feel any better, I don't think they really have their trashy side of their audience that, that goes to spring training. Oh, okay. No, In all fairness, spring training isn't cheap to get out there, so that takes out like ninety-seven percent of Dodger fans. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not scared of the fans. I've been to the Dodgers oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a bunch, but it's just the fact that I, I don't want nothing to do with the Dodgers, and it's, it's bad enough that my you know my uh, what is it called? Uh, Steve Elise's daughter wants you know she's she's following the Dodgers now because they'll tell oh, oh sorry, disowned. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's all about the Dodgers all of a sudden now. I'm like crap. So yeah, um, yeah that's that's the problem. But yeah, as long as she doesn't wear that shitty blue in your house. Yeah, I know, I know. She because I have all the flags and banners of all the teams, and so right away she walks in, she goes Dodgers. I'm like, she's like, oh Otani- <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I've got no problem with you liking Otani. I mean, you know, hey, respect greatness when it's there. Yeah, yeah. That's. You know, my whole thing is like, it's not sour grapes. It's just the fact that people are going to, you know, brown nose him now that he's on the Dodgers is quite frankly, makes me sick. I have no problem with the fact that he's over there. Cool, man. You do you make your decision. Great. We were calling it for it for months. You know, the biggest guy is Jared Carabas. It's not my fault that you're so irrelevant. You got to get a tattoo sleeve and talk about other players when they're not on the angels. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Are you listening here, you brown noser? Well, Get over it and be a fucking man. Well, tell tell him what he said about Otani. He said something along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing because I mean, anytime I read that guy's tweets, I just I I get a little dumber, which I mean says a lot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm an Angels fan and a Coyotes fan, so clearly I don't make great choices as it is. <laughs> But this guy had the nerve to say, like, oh, well, the you know, it's so good to see him that now he's on a team that uh, perfected how to market players. What does that even mean? I I don't know. I mean, there's... It's not the team's job, essentially, to market. It's baseball's. Yeah, I, I will say this, though. Like, like we've talked at nauseum about, you know, going to Angels stadium and clubhouse stadium uh stores and not finding any of the retro stuff i mean you could go to dodgers stuff and and you have some creative stuff for several players bets you know with his heritage and, and comparing him to jackie robinson you got stuff with Shohei otani and the japanese flag and they've got creative stuff that they used to do the putting the los doyers and, and embracing the latino heritage everything it seems like they and, and that's the thing that we we we, we got to harp on because it's real you know there's no substance into that tweet because it's basically you know they've proven it year after year that they have a better marketing team and of course Shohei is going to be looked at 
differently with the Dodgers. I just hate, like you said, the brown nosers who were calling him out for being, you know, overrated with the Angels are now going to say, oh, he's the best player in the league. You know, now they're going to be pushing their narrative because he's wearing that blue. Yeah, I mean, like the whole the Angels didn't market him thing is stupid because really the only player the Angels marketed was Shohei Otani with a little bit of Mike Trout. Yeah. Shohei Otani pillows and blankets and bobbleheads and, you know, headbands and shirts. That's literally the only anything you can find in the stadium. When my girlfriend and I went to Angel Stadium last year, we walked around the ballpark trying to find something that wasn't Otani. Because it's like I told her, like, he's probably not going to be on the team, in, you know, in a month or two. Because this was like the very end of September. So, you know, we were getting very, very close to the end. So I didn't want to buy any. I didn't buy anything Otani the last year. Anything at all. Yeah. You know, I, I was scared of what ended up happening. You know, like, hey, he's going to walk away and that's fine. But it's like, I'm not going to spend my hard-earned money on Otani stuff. And it's just like, it's going to be really interesting to see. So we're going to California in a couple days. Obviously, we're going to be there for the softball tournament. Thursday, I'm going to go to the Big A. That's the plan to go to the gift shop, uh, you know, get some little things. You get what I'm saying? Um, but I also want to see what the gift shop looks like. I mean, what's your guess? What am I going to see on Thursday? Am I going to, you know, now that the Otani stuff's gone, is there going to be an Otani rack? Yes or no? Like clearance stuff. I would have to say so, yeah. I think they would dump everything prior okay. to the season starting. Okay. So I would think there would be like a half off Otani stuff, but I think that you would start seeing Neto stuff, Ohapi, and obviously Trout. They might sprinkle in a Sandoval or a Detmers, but that's about it. I would get an Ohapi like jersey. They're going to push I, him big time this year, I believe. They should. I, I I mean, they're having a bobblehead night for him. I'll get a Neto jersey. I would get some, uh, you know, little hoppy stuff. There is going to be a Neto. I, I think it's in July even or maybe June. Uh, but there is a Neto jersey night. It's a retro jersey. Oh, uh, man, cool. you got you got to get me one of those. Yeah, I'll get you one. I'll, I'll buy you. a ticket. That's the, I'll, I'll make that deal for anybody. Anytime they're giving any bobbleheads and I can't make it, or cool giveaways, I will buy the ticket if you can send me the thing. That's I, I will always make that deal with anyone. If any of our listeners you want to do me a favor, you know, obviously I try to make it out there for the bobblehead nights, but I can't possibly make it out to to you know to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one other thing about Mike Trout. Mike Trout was uh, they had a video of him um, comparing his swing to his MVP swing. It okay. looks rather similar. It looks like he's, I mean, unless they did some video editing, it, to, to me, it looks like he dropped a few pounds. So I don't know. Maybe he gets back into form. Again, he hasn't been in form for about, what, three, four seasons now. So uh, maybe this is the year he gets it going. Uh, obviously, you said maybe getting him from out of the shadow of Shohei Otani. And uh, maybe, it's, uh, maybe it becomes his team again. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to anticipate Mike Trout doing anything incredible just yet. I mean, obviously he's capable of it. We've seen him before, you know, and I'm always cheering for it. I mean, you know, we all love Mike Trout. He was, he was born an angel, came up an angel, and, you know, he's been an angel. And as far as we know, he's going to be here forever. So it's like we obviously want him to succeed. But um, I don't know. I, I just – I have to see it to believe it. Honestly, I just want him to stay healthy. If he stays healthy, you never know what will come out of Mike Trout. 
That's true. And I think if he's not a leader, but he's a leader by being on the field. So if he's able to produce and stay healthy, like you said, get back to hitting over 100 RBIs, putting in 30, 40 home runs, I, I think that that would help the Angels do you know get somewhere and, and not be a pushover every night. So uh Yeah, and I've got no problem with guys like Neto and Ohapi being leaders on this team because I mean clearly, you know, we've heard that they are. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen the fire out of those guys, we've seen the desire and the want to be there, and that says a lot. So, you know, if Mike Trout just gonna be kind of one of those quiet guys who's just kind of there in the background and leads by example, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. If these young guys are going to start to create a culture and, you know, with guys like Sham Wow, Neto, and Ohapi, like, that's a decent core. But the problem is after that, you don't really know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? Uh, I think Drury could be a piece of that. If I'm the Angels, I would consider maybe giving Drury an extension. You got him for this year? Maybe give him another two years. And you know what's sad is we've done how many shows now – since we went to the format, and that is like the first time we brought up Drury, and Drury was our best hitter last year, and that's I, what, I just think he it's forgettable because he was so hurt. Yeah, but I mean, like he was our best hitter, and like you know, at times he carried the squad by himself. Yeah, very very quiet. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, if if everyone else is clicking, that dude stays healthy. You know, like they, they could be a fun offense, is what I'm saying. You know, if they, if Ron Washington utilizes that team and instills the 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 uh, concepts of a of a you know, hey, let's not always swing for the fence type deal and go for hits. I, again, I, I just I believe this team could be at least fun. You know, we'll never know what the pitching is going to give us, but. You know, the, the hitting could keep us in these ball games or at least make it to where we're not getting skunked eight to nothing or, uh, you know, we only get two or three hits and lose two to nothing, stuff like that. We'll see. I mean, you know, the benefit of a young pitching staff, essentially, because they're still pretty young and a young, you know, offense, which by default gives you a young defense, uh, you know, there's potential there. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I... I I'm excited for what this season's going to be. I, you know, I'm excited to finally watch a season of Angels baseball and not have expectations. You know what? I'm going to be less disappointed this year. If we lose every game, honestly, I don't care. As long as the young guys are getting better and as long as the team is seemingly taking a step in the right direction by having some of these younger guys produce. Playing competitive games right now, that's all that matters to me. Does Sandoval and Detmers take a step forward? Does Kenny stay healthy again? If that kind of stuff happens, honestly, a fourth place finish, but those young pieces are continuing to progress, I'm okay with that. And next year we're talking about like, hey, you know what? The pieces are now truly in place. These guys have a full, you know, two seasons under their belt. You know, Neto was a rookie of the year. I mean, obviously that's not going to happen. Shanuel is a rookie of the year. That kind of stuff, great. I can live with that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And last thing I'll say on Uh that is I think you need to come up with a post when we get back to the questions of the day and stuff like that. Yep. Maybe we can give out a few and, and like, you know how like they would do back in the day when you had the, the media guide and, 
it would have the you know angels 2002 season you know and they have like a phrase or a model to go by and you know because uh what if what would be this year's model for the angels you know would it be mediocre at best just wait and see you know like hope for the best you know stuff like that i think we Hashtag should mediocre at best yeah mediocre at best i mean we could we could put you could put a poll up there and then see which one which one fits and uh i think that'd be a good question because obviously or or expect the unexpected you know <laughs> who knows uh something like that but uh with that being said let's jump in real quick how was your super bowl experience man uh i watched most of it on my phone um okay. my girlfriend's watching other things like on the big tv so you know i was just watching periodically on my phone you know while i was cleaning things and really just watching for the commercials mm. I yeah. the commercials were kind of disappointing this year yeah i mean there wasn't too many that were all that good they they tried nostalgia and just bringing out a lot of faces i know bud light paid for everybody uh dunkin donuts did the same hey the dunk kings one was pretty funny yeah, yeah, they 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 brought everybody back. Yeah, that one was pretty good. You, you had a well, guy. What was his name? Um, Matt Damon. Yeah, you had uh, Tom Brady. Obviously, was a big one. And that yeah, commercial, J Lo, and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Ben Affleck. Uh, but no, nah, yeah. And then you had some movie premieres. You had stuff like that. Uh, but I think we were talking about it off where you know off the uh, air. yeah off the air. But how it started, man, it was just like. You know, the, the game had a lot of hoopla. Everyone saw the, every, all the stars there in the beginning. Then it got to a very slow first half where you were fo- like everyone at our house was focused in on the commercials. The game really was with the exception of, you know, Steve Lee's being a Niner fan. Uh, she was all into it, but everyone else was pretty much it was funny. It was was kind of just pulling for the Chiefs. They didn't like the Niners. And then, uh, you know, after halftime show, everyone had the nostalgia, you know, of, of uh, Usher and why usher like hey like i've got no problem with usher but it's like he just it's been a while since he's been like super relevant hey hey I mean, he didn't do bad i'll say that yeah well, well what it is is if you're a friend of jay-z because the nfl gave jay-z and his uh his uh label the the rights to the super bowl show so whoever he whoever he likes he'll put in there so uh that's that's where that comes from uh but i will say after halftime and and about midway through the third quarter that was probably the best football i've seen in a long time that was hella good ending uh everyone was on the edge of their seats and uh, i will say one thing being a seahawks fan why i'm wearing this beanie is when the chiefs had the ball on the two yard line in the shotgun i it was flashbacks I'm like no no don't throw it over the middle yeah. run the ball yeah run it run it and then when he play faked i'm like no 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 he's gonna throw a pick but then he threw a touchdown I was like, you know, because I, as a Seahawks fan, I can't, I don't want the Niners to win. I don't like the Chiefs either, but it was the lesser of the two evils. Yeah, but your fiance was probably devastated. Oh, dude, she literally almost had an asthma attack. She was that oh. like, like she was, she was doing the paper bag thing, bro. Like she was so, she bit off her nails, everything, man. She, she's a real Niners fan. I'll give her that, but uh, she. I felt bad afterwards. Like like any every other Niner fan at work, I'm rubbing it in. I'm laughing on the inside. But there, I if if she wasn't there, I'd be jumping up and down, high fiving. I I actually just grabbed my friend Matt and was like, "Oh man, I, I want to blow up right now, but I'm keeping it cool." And then I went over to her and said, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And she's like, "Get away from me! I know you're you're laughing inside." I'm like, "No, I'm not." And I'm like, "She's totally reading me." 
<laughs> Let me, I mean, before anyone's like, oh, well, no, you're just lying. Like, I, I, I haven't been a big football guy in years, and it has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with anything. I just, I mean, I never really loved football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was raised a Broncos fan. I really loved, like, the Tim Tebow era. The Peyton Manning era was fine. But the last year I really stopped watching was the year before the Broncos made the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. When Super Bowl 50 rolled around, so 2016, like I watched um, up until when, when uh, Peyton Manning came back. So Brock Osweiler was the quarterback uh, when Manning got back. And you know, I watched a little bit of the Super Bowl, but I worked that day. I was working at SeaWorld, uh, animal training at the time. But it's like, I, I, that was really like the last time I watched football. And that's why I'm so good at fantasy football because like I don't have a dog in the fight. So I'm always, the worst I've ever finished is like top three. Yeah. Um, we take your heart out of it. a lot of guys. They put, yeah, exactly. Like everyone bets what they're, you know, I, I had one Bronco on my team this year and it was uh, whoever the running back is, Williams, Javante Williams or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it's because uh, I claimed them off the waiver wire like near the end. Because uh, my main uh, running, one of my main running backs, Gibson from Washington, got hurt. Uh, anyway, the the fact of the matter is, like, I, I just hate how there really is no parity in football. The Ritz stay rich. The Chiefs win again. They're probably going to get their three-peat next year. And for anyone who says no, you're probably kidding yourself. It's just, you know, the it was the Patriots. Now it's the Chiefs. It's just, I, I'm tired of the no parity. Hmm. You know, my girlfriend asked, like, oh, well, you know, how often do, like, teams repeat in baseball? And it's like, and I told her, like, I was really digging in my head. I was like, I really had to go pretty deep. Well, the Giants was the last one, right? They didn't repeat. They won every other year for three years. And oh, I mean, besides right. that. That's right. Who was the last team to repeat in my lifetime? The Yankees? I was born in 95. It would have to be the Yankees, because didn't the Yankees win three in a row? If I'm, if I'm I don't, I think so. Was that in my lifetime? It was in my lifetime for sure because I know. Yeah, they, I know that okay, the, the late nineties. Yeah, they were the hottest shit there for a while. Uh, they they couldn't be stopped. So, yeah, I mean, you have teams make it all the time. I mean, the Dodgers made it to the World Series for a decent amount of times. There, you know, they had their little run. They won once. You know, you had the Braves of the nineties made it to what like three, four in a row. I believe they made it to. They made it to quite a few in the nineties, and they yeah. only won that one. Yeah, they only won the one against uh, Cleveland. Was that 95? Yeah, go figure. They beat Cleveland. Uh, another team that just has had the worst luck, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, and that's what I like about baseball. There is some parody in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. So, uh, you know, take that for what it is. Exactly. Well, there's our football talk. Yeah, there you uh, go. But well, we're getting closer and closer to, you know, first day of, of spring training. And, uh, you know, the groundhog didn't see a shadow. So, you know, early spring. So better weather as uh, we'll pr- produce uh, these baseball games here. And, and again, we're going to have a lot of news and notes because, like, Fernando and I have been predicting uh, there's an awful lot of free agents out there. They're going to be waiting to the last second. They, they're going to have to accept some deals just to make, you know, a lot of these guys who were thinking they were going to get three, four-year deals, maybe more, might just have to settle for a prove-it or an incentive-laden uh, contract, you know? So so we'll see. I, a couple of these players, I still think, are going to fall into the Angels' hands. And and whether they catch them. They better make those moves quick. Yeah, yeah. Because 
a lot of these, I mean, look, these players are getting more and more uncomfortable uh, as they are sitting out without a spot right now. And you've even seen it from Trevor Bauer, like, hey, just pay me the league minimum. He just wants to put his foot back in the league and prove himself again. And uh, so so he could be a, a wild card for somebody. We'll just have to see. Uh, time will tell. Yeah, time will definitely tell. And, uh, you know, we could be we could be halfway through spring training. I forget what year that was, Fernando, when uh, there was a few big signings, you know, halfway through spring training, you know. So we'll see. You know, it's going to be interesting. Was that like 2017, 2018? That was the year that Bryce, I think it was 2018, because Bryce Harper and Manny Machado signed like after spring training broke already. Yeah, yeah. And there was and there was players under them that were like B-level players that also had to wait because, like you said, Harper. There, yeah, was everyone was fish. waiting for the big fish. Yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely see. Uh, have you got anything else? No, man. That's all I got. Okay, well, then again, a quick reminder, the softball game is this Saturday. If you want to uh, play, you're, it's free to play. But if you want a shirt to be part of a, one of the four teams, uh, definitely have to pitch in at least 10 bucks. But I, I think it might be 15 to start. Uh, if, if you uh, 10 if you get them early, 15 the day of. We'll, we'll, play we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We, we have to actually order the shirts. But, I mean, we've been saying on all the posts it's $15. That way, if it's less, it's a surprise. Like, hey, that's less than you guys said. There you go. Better to say more and it'd be less than vice versa. Yeah, and if you get there and it's less, then you're just going to wind up saying winning. And then yeah, you eat the winning. extra five on some tacos. Tacos! <laughs> Taco Tuesday on a Saturday. Exactly. How many nachos? Ooh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to see if we can work that. That's, that's a wild card right now. I'll let I, you know. we, okay, we at least have to make one special bowl of helmet nachos for our boy on TikTok. There you go. Yeah. Give him all the helmet nachos at the stadium. If we can get him Artie, give him his 700 million nachos. 680 deferred. That's what he's been asking for. Exactly. Make it happen, cabrón. <laughs> all right, so for Todd Fox and... Baby Yoda. <laughs> Catch you on the flip side. Bye.